Welcome to the Ride of My Life podcast. I'm Caroline Rena, and I'll be sharing with you what it's like as I go out on the road while working through the emotions and challenges that go along with it. As I develop my knowledge and awareness, I hope to connect with you on this journey. Hey everyone, welcome to the Ride of My Life podcast. I'm Caroline Rena, and today, I don't know what episode I'm on, it doesn't matter, I'll let you know on the, uh, when I post it, um, I am going to talk about this past week, through the holiday, working through that, and what's coming up next for me, which is getting very close, and part of what the last week was about, so I'll explain with that. So what I realized over the past couple of days were um, the situations that occurred in my life where I was victimized from childhood, uh, during adulthood, that type of thing. And I say victimized because as I go through this, you'll understand it caused trauma. And when we are victimized, no matter what kind of situation it was, it produces a trauma. And um, for me, it, there were like, there were major fear, fears in some areas of my life. There are some things where I don't get scared, but there are definitely areas where I do, which I've talked about. And my stress response to these fears put me on lockdown or, or locked in mode um, where I became hypervigilant throughout my life. And it was like, I was always on watching for the next shoe to drop and watching to make sure I was safe. And, you know, and we don't do this consciously after a certain point, we're doing it. Well, really at all, it, it becomes a subconscious thing. And when we do it often enough, it, it does get locked in because it just keeps us like looking to see when the, when the next thing is going to happen, whether it's something simple or like I've said before, you know, a tiger chasing us, which is what our system, our stress response system is set up to do, but not many of us <laughs> have tigers chasing us. But anyway, I digress. Um, this has gone on throughout my entire life. And what I want to say is that years ago, I felt like a victim. I acted like a victim. And that's not who I am. And I'm not a victim. I know that deep inside of me, there's a strength and a power that can persevere and get through things, but it didn't feel that way. When we get traumatized and we go through something, our body literally takes over, physiologically takes over. Fear is physical and emotional, but it does take over in the body. You get sweats, you start pacing, your heart rate goes up. It's, it's all kinds of things. It's shaking. It's all all of that. And sometimes it really, really feels out of control, you know? And um, what I, I was starting to kind of sit with that over the last week and recognize that it turns out that the things that I've been the most fearful about in my life are actually, quote, unquote, this is just, this is a word we use, my superpowers. My superpowers are it's okay for me to be alone 
because I gain my strength being alone. I love being with people and I also like being alone, even though it scares me. Um, being successful in whatever I'm doing just for my own. I see success as connection. I see success as love. I see success as um, following my heart, my dreams, whatever that is. And to me, I feel successful in this moment because that's what I'm doing with this podcast. But I want to share with you that it's very powerful to recognize that what we're most afraid of, what our belief systems are, those, those, some of those belief systems that we're most afraid of turn out to be the superpowers that we have. It's a thought. So check into that because I think that um, that really helped me to understand some things about uh, how I, who I am, the truth of who I am deep, deep down inside. And look, what I, what I can honestly say is I didn't think that this, this process would have moments of being ridiculously difficult to work through uh, some of the old deep trauma. And I'm digging down deeper really than I ever have in my life. And the time I spent over the past couple of months, this is the start, major starting point or, or with this part of it, working on digitizing my kids' photos like I, like I explained, that was part of my process of preparing to, to leave um, here, uh, where I'm at right now in Florida. Um, that really brought up a lot of stuff for me because of all the things that occurred with my children. Um, I don't talk about it as often as I used to, um, the what's called parental alienation. I choose not to use that term. Um, it's more, what was the family bond obstruction is a good term. I don't, you know, I mean, at this point, it's, it's a hurtful situation during a divorce, a, a high conflict divorce between two people who um, used to love each other. <laughs> and it's very painful and traumatizing. And there's a lot that goes with it. So parental alienation, if you want to know what it is, you can go look, look it up. Uh, for now, because that's not what I'm focusing on right now. I'm actually moving moving into a different space to um, help the trauma that occurred from it in my life. And to share that uh, it is possible to get uh, through it. So anyway, the combination of that and Christmas and preparing to leave for this trip has all been a whirlwind of fear and sadness and grief and anger and sometimes even shame, especially when I was looking at those pictures because I, I felt those feelings that, I've, that I had back then going through uh, what happened. And um, it was coming back up, but it comes up for a reason. It comes up to be looked at. It comes up to be felt. It comes up to be released. It comes up to let go. And, um, and then surrender into the moment of the feeling and just um, allow it to happen. And that's exactly what I did. And it felt like it was getting worse for a while. I mean, I really fell in, but really, I don't believe that it got worse. That's, and, I, and I see that every time I work through something. Um, I'm, a different, I'm at a different place in my life. I'm a different person. Um, then I've obviously been in the past and this is my life's work. 
You know, it just, it's something that I have wanted to do. I don't know what this is going to look like, but I do know that I'm excited about it and I'm, and I'm like terrified of it and, and it's fun and it's challenging and it's like everything, it's, it's feeling alive, you know, even, even in the scary parts of it. Um, when, when I'm in it, I don't see that, but talking about it now after walking through it, I can feel that. I literally can feel that. And um, I've shared this before. And what this feels like was <clears throat> the quiet before this storm happened over the past week was also challenging knowing that the storm was going to come. I just didn't know how or when or, you know, whatever capacity. And now just sitting and waiting out the storm as it processes through me. And it's now coming to a settling point right now because I, I understand what happened, how it happened. I've listened to, you know, videos to walk me through, um, like really what's going on without taking in, taking in all the, you know, panic and chaos of what's going on in the world and just staying with myself. Because if I did that, I wouldn't be able to walk through this at all. And I have learned to recognize this and in order to walk through it. So the crazy thing is, is that I'm fully aware of what's going on. And I know that my faith is there. And I surrender to each moment knowing it will carry me through. I couldn't talk like this six months ago. Well, yeah, six months ago, a year ago, definitely not any time else in the past. I couldn't say that. I say it now because I feel it. I, I've worked through enough of it to know that this is the case for me and can be the case for, for anyone who chooses to go through this kind of journey. Um, it just happens, especially in the last week, that what was going on was hitting open wounds that I didn't realize were still open. So I know that it's, it's a, that's why I call it a journey. That's why it's called a journey because it's like little by little we, we, we um, walk through these things that come to the surface, these emotions and feelings that have been stuck inside of us for so long, me and um, work through each one of them. And this person's talking in front of you today could not have done this, um, obviously, or I would have, you know, a year ago. Definitely not 20 years ago. Definitely not within the past five years. There's no way. Um, she was scared. She was hopeless. She felt helpless. She needed love, which I wasn't giving to her. And now I have started doing that. So um, I am getting through it. And I find that when I ask for things in life, <laughs> careful what you ask for, the universe will bring it to me. And sometimes those things that the universe brings are the very things we need to walk through to release the old stuff that's been inside of us, me, us, for a lifetime or more. So I'm getting these opportunities to do this. And no, some days it feels like awful crap. And some days it's, it's a little easier. And some days it's not so hard, you know, whatever. But it, the old stuff um, of, the, of being in the emotions, these, these old emotions, the energies of these old emotions. And that's what um, 
I can't remember who, who coined this phrase or whatever, but emotions are energies in motion. Um, and this makes, by, by working through this, it makes room for the new me um, or really rather the remembrance of me. And that's the key to this what, that I'm finding that I think is so cool. It's that I'm actually, it's reminding me of things that I've thought of in the past and things I've experienced in the past that I didn't think were right or cool or, you know, whatever to be a certain way. So I cut that out of my life, but that's who I am. And I lost a part of myself by doing that to make other people happy because I wanted people to love me and I didn't want to lose people in my life. And those people that I was, that I was desperately trying to get to love me, they were, I've said this before, they were obviously not meant to be there because it was just not um, resonating at my, at the vibrational level that I needed to be at. So little by little, people started being taken out of my life and it hurts. It really hurts. And then the people who stay are the people who are meant to be there. And that's amazing. And so um, I still, throughout this last week, I was still doing deep, 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 deep breath work to calm my system down because I was really, really getting agitated and I couldn't figure out why. And I've also been using flower essences. I, I've um, I can't remember exactly what it's for, but the Star of Bethlehem, it just helps, it helps to reduce anxiety or chronic thinking, which my, I chronically do sometimes to assist in this um, process. So, um, so during the time of getting the pictures done, I ended up also foregoing the walks and exercise I was doing, which I was so adamant about and it was working really well. And I know I'm going to, I'm going to go over this piece because it was such a lesson that I learned in and of itself through this, where the body is not meant to stay still. The body needs movement, period. This is what I know. It, I'm still working on getting myself to stay with that process, but I do know this logically. And when I stopped moving through my walks and, and, and the exercise, in order to get these pictures done in time for the Christmas gift to my kids, things felt worse within me, mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. And I was just losing it and I couldn't figure out why. And then one day it was like, oh yeah. <laughs> And the day that it all came to a head and made me realize that my body needs the movement was the aha moment. And it literally felt like those energies were getting stuck inside of me again. And why I forgot about that, I have no idea. But I do that. It's a work in progress. There's no perfection here happening within that. Um, and I don't expect it to be. And the recognitions are fantastic. The awarenesses are amazing. You know, when I, when I recognize and, and become aware of these things and it, and it begins to lock in to my system and I start to understand and then I'm like, oh, okay, all right, let's, let's, let's go on from here. I'm not going to guarantee yet um, with things being, you know, up in the air with moving around and stuff, how um, consistent I can be on the movement, but I'm going to do my darndest to try. <laughs> so anyway, 
Um, one of the things I did do during this process of this last week was I went back to pacing. My body was telling me that I needed to get out and move. And that's where I started because I analyze everything. That's where I started to, um, to recognize what was going on, even though at first I wouldn't listen and the energies got worse. The, the you know, um, anxiety or whatever was going on got worse. And I have written in a couple of uh, blog posts re referencing my fear and belief of running out of time. And this is an important piece because, so we started off with the movement of the body. Now I'm going to the mind, to the belief systems. And this is a big deal for me apparently because my belief is I must finish this or I will run out of time. That's, that's the main core belief I, I feel like, and that's what I've come across. But there's another belief that also seems to be running right alongside of that one. And I realized that the two were connected for me. And I've known about it for a while, but I didn't see until now how they went together. And so here it is. If I don't finish or do this, fill in the blank, for so-and-so, the other person, they won't love me anymore. They will leave me and I will be alone. And there it is alone again, which obviously I've also been working on the other side, recognizing that I'm not, and it's okay that I'm alone because I regain my strength from being alone. Um, anyway, so when I see these things come up, I don't fall into the pain of it quite as much as I used to. I recognize it it's much, and it's much easier now with this. And now just, like intrigues me. I, I don't really ask why in this case. I know, um, I know I have a brain that constantly runs, analyzes questions, things. That's just how my brain happens to be set up. And I love also, I love putting puzzles together and it shows up here in my self and life inquisitiveness. I'm always looking and researching and trying to understand things and, you know, whatever. So it's constantly going. So, you know, when I get a time for peace and quiet, it's, it's, it's like, <sighs> yay. Um, it's not always easy, but it's, it's, it's definitely interesting anyway. Um, because of this though, because of all the inquisitiveness, I've, I've asked that unanswerable question, why? Things, why things happen in my life, why things are going on, why this, why that. It's not an answerable question. That's my go, that's been my go-to. And what I do know now after the last few days of this, my fear and belief, as I as I mentioned at the beginning of this um, recording, my fear and belief about being alone is actually my superpower. And I've thought a lot about that concept. In my aloneness, like I said, or I alluded to, I gain strength. I gain wisdom, understanding, self-love, and personal guidance. And this is actually necessary for me to thrive. If there's something about feeling alone, which I haven't totally grasped yet, that adds a twinge of deep sad sadness. I don't know what that is. I'm still working through understanding what that is. And as I get ready for the new year and 
I'm reflecting on my life. Every experience I've ever had throughout my entire life has always brought me back to this space um, of being alone. And somewhere inside, I know I'm okay being alone. In fact, I love it, which is, that's where it's interesting. So I'm working through that and, and I want to understand it. I want to see what that's about. And I also love being with my friends and family. And I thrive in both worlds, but somehow things got mixed up to where I somehow thought that I will never have people in my life who loved me. What? That's not, we tell ourselves lies all the time. And this is, um, this is just an example of a core belief that's also a lie and a lie that's been with me for a long time. And now I fully know that part of it. And I've got many people in my life who love me. I, I feel it to my core. I am getting to, and, and I'm also getting to fully love myself. And I know on a deep level that this has just been my journey to find that loving connection within myself and others. That's part of the process. I mean, even things that appear to be like crazy over the top painful are also part of the process. And I'm learning that now. I'm understanding that more now. And um, other people are really, we're not separate from each other. We're all an extension of each other. And I'm finding that out too. There's so many similarities. No matter what we want to, how, you know, we want to be separate from each other and we want to um, see each other as separate, that's not the case. We're, we're very much alike in many ways. Um, especially because we all have the same feelings, the same emotions, and um, the inside of us is all the same, regarding, regardless of whether you want to believe that or not. Just because our outer shells appear to be different, we're all the same inside. And so there's a connection there. There's a oneness there. And there's a separateness that's intentional for us to understand what the oneness is all about, you know, and that's kind of what I'm getting to in my um, healing journey process. So um, a big aha moment for me yesterday as I was walking, uh, or I'm sorry, <laughs> that can't talk, as I was talking to a family member, um, actually this was a few days ago, um, is that no, the traumas that happened in my life are no longer stuck in there because they were fully concerned that I was repeating myself. And that's not what was going on. And what I, what I explained to them was that I've rectified the emotional losses and have done plenty of forgiveness work around them on, on other people in my life and for myself. And it wasn't about that. What I what um, what happens sometimes is that every so often things uh, will surface to remind and trigger me again, so I can release more. Because some stuff is really deep. I mean, the stuff I'm working through right now is really, really deep, deep, deep stuff, deep belief systems, deep energies, deep um, pain. You know, pains that I went through. It's not just oh yeah, you know, so-and-so hurt me, said something mean to me the other day and whatever. I'm talking like deep childhood 
um, traumas, even if it's, even if I say that loosely, even if it's simple, like not being nurtured, you know, that's still a trauma and that's painful to some people, you know, and not everybody understands that. Um, and some people do, and, and maybe they don't want to look at it, or I don't know what the, what the deal is, what, how that works. Um, I just know that there are people out there who aren't able to walk through that. Um, sometimes it's from a feeling of not feeling good enough to do anything or be anything or, you know, whatever. And I've been there. Sometimes I still go there. But um, anyway, it doesn't mean um, that these things can't be overcome. And sometimes when going through uh, the trigger, the process, whatever's happening. Um, in the moment, it feels like crap. It really, really hurts, but it doesn't last that long anymore. You know, these moments can feel like they're never ending, but they go away. I mean, this last one I had uh, a few days ago, I think it was on Christmas. I don't know. Um, I, I think it took me maybe about 10 or 15 minutes to just kind of talk, 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 and walk my way through it and, and pace and do and cry and, you know, whatever. But eventually it started to release and I felt better afterwards. And it certainly led to me feeling way, way better uh, today. Um, and so um, it does eventually subside. And it really sometimes is important to have someone there to hold the space, not to tell you how to fix it or tell you what to do or any of that stuff. Just ask them, hold my space. I need to, I need to lose my mind for a minute, which is kind of what I do. Um, and it, for me, it's essential to walk through it, knowing that there's some sort of a support system there present with me until I can get through that big part. And then I know that there's other support happening with the universe, with myself, my, my inner child, my um, inner parents, you know, whatever, however you want to look at that. So um, this is important for me because I feel like I was put on this planet for some reason in, to show people the way back home to themselves as I walk through this to find out how this works. And it's just part of my path and I fully accept it. And it may look at times to my friends and family, like I'm totally, you know, stepping back, falling back like crazy. <laughs> um, but I'm not, I'm, I'm actually getting through it little by little. And there is a time when there is a point in time where um, learning how to do certain things to, to, bring yourself out of that trauma is actually easier than we think. We think we're locked in and we're not. It's just, it's easier to um, somatically heal, to heal the body. And the body, when the body heals, the mind starts to heal. But you got to do the work together. You can't just do one or the other. Um, I see also the world differently than most people do. I don't watch the news regularly, but I do keep track of it. Um, there's a lot of confusing information that's causing trauma to a lot of people too. And sometimes that includes me. And so I've been in my life locked into the cycle of fear from watching the news around the clock. Um, it just makes me sick. And 
this fully occurred during um, Desert Storm when days, weeks on end constantly, like I think we watched CNN 24 seven. And it was just, it was so freaking overwhelming. It's like, oh my God, the world's gonna end and da, da, da. well, it didn't, you know? And just like the end of uh, 1999, when we went into 2000 and all the computers are supposed to fall apart and everybody's being thrown all this information that the world's gonna end. We're not gonna have the computers, da, 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 da. And that didn't happen. I mean, I don't know how many examples I could give, but those are just a couple of them. I'm sure there's, I know there's plenty more examples where we have been put into this fear mode and then realized later, wait, it didn't happen, you know? And for me, because I'm so sensitive to other people's energies and to, and to energies in the, you know, life in general, when I get locked into news, I'm done. I like, I really get into, you know, that fear space. So I can't, I just can't do it. So I choose not to dig in and get sucked in by that anymore. It's just too much for me, for me. And I fully feel that in my body. And for that reason, like the sharks say, I'm out. So, um, on Shark Tank, if you don't watch it, it's pretty, it's a good show. Anyway, a little plug for Shark Tank. Um, anyway, there's quite a bit of fear mongering going on these days. And these days, it's always been going on. They, they build this up, they make it ramp it up, make everybody scared and blah, 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 blah. And then nobody knows where to turn. Nobody knows what to do. I've been there. I don't like it. And especially for those of us who have really been traumatized in our lives as children or and with other experiences, this can add to the trauma and the fear that's already locked up inside some of us, you know, and it's not an easy challenge. It's not an easy path. You got to want to get the heck out of that, you know, and, and start working to know that there's a way out. And these things are occurring for you, not to you. That's a big lesson that I had to learn. You are loved. You are love. You are loved, period. That's the truth. Bottom line is this. Normal life, quote unquote, without the excess fear is challenging enough to work through for some of us. Some have figured out how to do this in their own way, and that's fantastic. I, for one, find myself in a place of having worked through a good bit of the healing, and then when something comes up that hasn't quite worked itself through, my body will take over, and it feels like whatever it is is happening again, and that is just the stress response that's in lock mode that I talked about earlier. And I know this is how my body reacts at times. And that's part of my journey to find out uh, how to fully feel safe in my body, no matter what. And I'm getting there. And of course, as I say, it's a process. So the body holds the emotions and letting go is not as simple sometimes as just being told by someone to get over it, quote unquote. It doesn't always work that way for some people. We are not identical. So when anxiety and fear hits, it can hit hard within my body. It can also be released because I know now, it's, it's what I know now, I'm sorry. Ah, I'm thinking my way through. What I know now is that triggers happen in my life. They happen in all of our lives. And there is also for me now, a deep abiding peace inside. 
which I did not feel before in, in years past. And when I'm triggered, I lose myself sometimes. And even that has become shorter now. It just, it doesn't last as long. I always find my way back home to myself, even when it may appear or sound like I'm falling backwards or losing it in the moment while it's happening, especially to others watching. <laughs> but I'll tell you, it's not. It's not the same as it used to be. And for that, I'm definitely grateful. And so the ride of my life is about sharing and showing that there is a way to come back home to ourselves and the truth about who we are. And just knowing the biggest key to this, I feel, is just knowing that these things are coming up. We didn't do anything wrong. They're coming up for us to understand ourselves better and love ourselves better. And in that, and in turn, that will help us to put out the love to the rest of the world. Um, I want to say in oneness, like I talked about already. So um, thank you for being here. I am so grateful that you are watching or listening. And um, the links to blog and um, locations of, of, uh, of podcasts are all below, um, either in a comment that I made or uh, if you're on YouTube, um, it's within the, or the description. So uh, again, have a, a beautiful day. Thank you for being here and um, reach out if you have any questions, I'm here. All right, take care, bye-bye. Thank you.